Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. My guest today is a talented actress and social justice advocate. She's currently starring on Tyler Perry's comedy series Assisted Living on BET and today we're going to be talking about her career journey, her passions and issues that matter the most to her. Courtney Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Melinda. I appreciate it. Of course. Excited to talk about all of this. this all of it. <laughs> you know, what I love about your journey and reading more about you is that you were exposed to arts at a young age and I was as well and I think it's no secret that the arts can help save lives especially with kids you know it helps you stay out of trouble it helps you learn self-expression how to function in a community and it's unfortunate that the arts is usually the first thing that's taken out of educational budgets you know so for you though having been exposed to the arts and getting involved in theater and dance so young what was that impact like on your life and how are you able to use some of the lessons that you learned as you grew older? You know, I mean, just invaluable, um, um, I think is like the first word that came to mind, thinking about being able to like, like you said, spend my summers there around like-minded individuals, you know, and just, um, I love using imagination, right? Like, I think that's that's so important uh, for, especially kids, right? That's where, like, reading books comes into play. Um, you know, like you said, things like the arts and just being able to, you know... I'm thinking of dance. Let's just go through them each individually. Like dance, it helps you, you know, uh, get more familiar with your body. You don't even know at 10 you need to get familiar with your body. But when you see kids dance, oh my gosh, like it's so yeah. freeing. Like they just really get into it. Like I look at my son now and I'm just like, man, my body can't move like that anymore. But... <laughs> It's such a such a huge thing. And I think it takes you, you know, it can take you so many places um, and it helps like with, um, I think, socially, you yes. know, right. Like so you're around this group of kids, you you know, you're you're, you're taking music or um, you like, we learned a little bit of piano. We did Catherine Dunham dance. I'm learning mm. my body. I'm playing with my fingers, dexterity, you know, um, I'm using my brain to try to be, you know, using my imagination and trying to think past this moment and all of those things come into play you know just as you get older and yeah. you don't even know it you know yeah. so when you get in those rooms and your first job you have to have a, a an, an interview you know you're, you have an interview or um you know when you need to speak to your boss or even speak up for yourself yeah i think that it those things just kind of help you um with creating or learning what your voice is, you know, right. learn what you like, what you don't like, what hurts you, you know, you, you learn to work through your comfort levels, right? Um, you know, with dance, it wasn't always easy. You're not always comfortable dancing in front of other people, but it just is something about that that just lets you settle into who you are, right? Yeah. And you may not do anything with those arts that you learned about, but it helped you realize what you do or don't want to do in life or how to speak up for yourself or how to talk to others your teacher other classmates um it's about community for sure. you know you, you end up helping each other you know helping somebody put their shoes on for dance or if they did something a little wrong and you know you can say oh hey i can help you with that after 
to class like that just that learning your voice so yeah. I think the art is so important um, and I don't know if you know this or we've ever talked about it since you know I know this is our second interview but I was an, uh, an educator for 13 yeah. Yeah. so like you said I know firsthand that these are the things that they take out of schools first first and absolutely yeah and it's it, it, you hit on something that is very important you said you know even if you don't use the arts you know later on the lessons that you learn are so valuable but having been an educator because I was too I taught music and I taught preschool and it was always the first thing to go but from your vantage point why do you think the arts are the first thing that they take away despite there being so much proof that it actually does help a child's trajectory you know what I think when we're talking about so this is part of the reason why I wanted to leave public education you know what I'm saying um, because it, it wasn't just about the students to me I'm then playing politics right so we know that every child has a right to a free education right so they can provide mm -hmm. that but as soon as the budgets are cut or money needs to be it's like they're like, okay, we'll keep PE so they can be active. And in some places, they even cut that. Yeah. It's just the easiest thing to cut, right? First, I think it's like a second language. They cut that out first. They're like, oh, well, they know how to speak English. We're teaching them that. So, honey, that can go, right? Yeah. I think language is first, right? And then I think they. a lot of people think that it's an extra thing, you know, because a lot, you know, and it's about representation matters right I think that's what we came like we're in this new civil rights moment right I feel like <laughs> you know after 2020 everybody is like hashtag representation matters. Right, right. matters that matters and so a lot of times when you're talking about people who are in those positions to make those decisions if they have not had and experience in the arts they may not personally find the value so when they have the pen in their hand and they're making the decision on what to cut then that's that's what's cut yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. I, I think it's about who has the pen so representation matters it matters that you know it, it blows my mind that um you know they'll pull a superintendent who's been in um the business world um to be the superintendent of education I'm talking about this person that had no, and listen, I'm going to speak just regularly, okay? I know standard American English, but <laughs> this person that had no um, education background, they ain't taught not one pre preschool class, honey. They ain't, right. they ain't taught, listen, they don't have any experience. They haven't been an educator, a principal. They ain't even been a, para, a paraprofessional. Right. You know what I'm saying? They may not even be a parent. Come <laughs> on, talk about it. You see what I'm saying? And, right. And, and you have no no, they have no reference so then all they're thinking about and, and you know I love a business major right you are looking at analytics and statistics and all of those things and that's great but it would to me just behoove them to if they're going to pull somebody like that just to make sure like I know to be a counselor you have to have taught in a class at least you have to have three years of classroom teaching yeah, right yeah. so that you know what you're trying to change you know exactly who you're trying to impact right Right? Mm -hmm. And so when you pull somebody who's just been running businesses, honey, and they just been crunching numbers and try to make sure the money is where it is, mm -hmm. they don't find the value in those things. Yeah. You know, they don't yeah. sit down. That's why I love a lot of these, these, uh, the, um, they're doing it a lot with police accountability, like uh, citizens review boards and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, 
I really don't think they value even the teacher's opinion sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Which like, is crazy to me because I come from a family of educators. My mom was a counselor. My sister's currently a fourth grade teacher. And I think you making that statement is so true. It's like you're not going to the people that these decisions are actually directing directly affecting, you know? Yeah, so you got to talk to the teachers. You got to talk to the people that are dealing with the kids because they know what the kids need first and foremost. Yes. And that's what's yes. the most important thing. Yes, you see it. Like, I think when people ask me what I loved about education is I love to see the light bulb go off. Mm. Right? Like, that just makes, you know me, I'm just an emotional being. But um, that just tugs at my heart. Like, when that light bulb, when they have that light bulb moment and they, 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 they finally got what it was that, you know, what to do with a fraction. You know, speaking yeah. about fourth grade, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I know how to multiply these things. And, you know, like, I can figure it out now. Or, you know, when we, we're talking about the art. Right. So you see somebody who's been taking dance who was so shy when they walked in the room and basically hid, wanted to go to the back. So they weren't they didn't even see themselves in the mirror. Mm. You know, mm. that child. Right. Yep, we see yep. them all. We all have. Yeah. And then the moment when they want to be in the front, baby. Melinda, you know what I'm saying? Like that moment is just like shine, baby, shine. Yes, yes. You know, so um, I think that that is so valuable. I, I really, I, I, I really, our education system has not been revamped in so many years. So I really think that that would be important. Like if they, I always said, I used to joke and be like, honey, if I don't make it as an actress, then I just want to marry rich so I can be an education <laughs> lobbyist. You know, <laughs> that might sound a little crazy, but you know, but, but it's like, but I, I guess I didn't even, I wasn't thinking past my front door, right? Mm -hmm. Because now look at this opportunity that I have with, you know, being able to use my platform. Yeah. To, yeah. And that's why I'm not mad at the fact that I'm getting, you know, that my my career is starting where it is starting mm -hmm. because all of the experience that I've had in my all of the experiences that experiences that I've had in my life help me make decisions now. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. I can use my platform that I'm gaining and growing to continue to advocate for students, to continue to advocate for for uh you know teachers um and so i didn't think that you know what i'm saying and so yeah. now i'm like oh god god you know he knew what i needed he absolutely said, the right husband right <laughs> and he's and he's and he's created this opportunity for me to be able to speak about these things yes. absolutely and sometimes we do have to look at the bigger picture in that way because you were so passionate about teaching but you were still pulled in the direction of it you know i want to do the arts i want to be in front of the camera or even on stage so was there a, a specific moment in your life when you were teaching when you knew you know what I need to start making this career shift into doing more performance because this feels right yeah um kind of in the middle I think I started back professionally in like 2008 so I always use the date August 2nd 2008 that mm. was the day I entered a monologue competition just to see yeah. if I could do what I did when I was you know 12 or 13 I was like girl now hold on look I was like who are my favorite actresses okay I like Angela Bassett Julia Roberts and my my monologue is this it comes from the movie Aaron Brockovich with mm. Julia Roberts 
when she's in that boardroom and yes. she, <laughs> she said, see, this is pissing me off. First of all, Sister Demure. <laughs> like, so that was my monologue. So I did that monologue and I, I actually it. won, right? In, for my yeah. age group. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, oh, okay. And like from that moment on, it was like, all right, well, let me go get some headshots. Let me get in some acting classes, mm-hmm. right? And then it was like, all right, well, you know, it was still fun to me. I was still teaching. Um, I was like, you know, I would still get off work. So if between four and one o'clock in the morning, girl, I was at my computer submitting yeah. or going on auditions, you know, just kind of in between grading papers and all that stuff, you know. Um, and then I think around maybe 20... So maybe like four or five years after that, and I just really saw the value, right? I said, okay, maybe I have another gift, right? Maybe, maybe this is real, which is, I think, and I'm an adult, right? So imagine a kid being able to realize what their gifts are. That's why we have to keep them into multiple, do allow them to do multiple things, allow them to be in the arts, play sports, write, read, all the things. things So we can figure it out. Cause I'm 30 some years old and I'm like, Oh, 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 Okay, I think I can do this. And um and I think it just, you know, it, you just have that moment and I um actually I think <laughs> sometimes when you don't move, things move around you. Absolutely. And um unfortunately, as much as I love teaching and my students, I had a, a young man who was not my student. Um we had an incident, uh, I say assaulted. Um, I was trying to uh, get him to be quiet in a cafeteria. He wanted to leave. He was taking his younger sister out. And I said, hey, well, why don't you leave her here? Like, she's a young one. She's like kindergarten. She's going to be hungry before lunchtime because you made somebody ask you to be quiet. And, and he chucked the deuces at me, pushed my shoulder and brushed oh, past me. Man. So I turned around and tried to like reach for his book bag to say hey slow down and I guess he took that as a threat he turned around grabbed me by my jean jacket pushed me into a lunch table um that was not locked it rolled I had to have surgery so I had scarred oh on my, my arm gosh. I still don't have all the mobility in my right arm um and uh it took two teachers to get him off of me and I oh think it was God. that moment that I said, you know, that um, this might be time to this may be time. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said, you know, because sometimes we'll keep doing things, keep doing things. Even recently, even with this acting thing, I, I broke my ankle in 2019 and then booked assisted living in January. Hmm. I was in a place um, and maybe I needed to leave that place <laughs> of employment before, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I, he, he, whatever, I don't know if that was the devil acting and then God said, well, I'm gonna fix what he did. You right, know what I'm right. Took me out of a position and then look at the blessings. It was like, mm. that's why I always say God is not the author of confusion and we have to remember that he is the one that writes. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. man can say whatever they want to say but he he blessed me abundantly. Yes. I didn't have to, you know, like 
you know, I, I, I worked and then and, and we finished, we wrapped March 1st and the world shut down March 16th. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, so those two, those are two things that have happened in my life. And um, I think it just hit a switch. Yeah. Um, so that was the moment where it's like, you know what, maybe there's another way that I can reach students. Right. Like I'm just starting my nonprofit organization now. Congrats. Um, thank you. Which is a journey, but it is definitely to empower our youth to make sure that they have resources um, and to make sure that our communities are thriving. Right. Like I'm in my girl chat group from Chicago. Like y'all, when we buying a block. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes, you yes. know like we can get together, get an investment group investment, going. You know, yes. Like, yes. It's going to take planning, but we can start now. If it takes us two years, five years, 10 years, like we got to do this. So those are the things that are important to me so I think that was that moment for me that was a definitely one moment for me I'll say that I went back to teaching after mm. that I took a leave still dealt with my shoulder mm. and you know what while I was out on that leave I said to myself this is a time where I should be um really kind of like getting into my acting more right and I said okay but listening to other people mm. I had somebody tell me they said well you better watch it honey because you know they watching you while you off work and you doing the acting thing you know like you, like and I'm, I'm like oh well, well what can they do to me you know what I'm saying right. like, I'm gonna go back to work but my, I do need to heal and like my acting didn't take what it took for me to teach you know being active <laughs> right. with those kids in an elementary school is completely different than going on set and kind of saying a few lines unless I had like an action role or something and that's just not necessarily my casting yeah. right now. <laughs> Look, Leah is definitely a plan of mama is definitely my casting but cat woman, girl, you right, you're like, work, I'm girl. not going to So, um, I went back, um, I said I was going to substitute teach. I was like, at least that way I could, you know, make a little money because we're human, right? We need money thriving. So yeah, I started teaching. Um, a teacher went out on maternity leave and, you know, when you glow and you and you shine um you know it was like hey miss celestin you're doing a great job can you stay i said okay for the babies i'm gonna stay all right because uh, i left that school system that i got when i got assaulted and then so now i'm in this one right mm -hmm. and then i went and i taught one more year and i had another student uh who was upset about computers and um you know dealing with some things emotionally and um i think uh so again to talk about resources and education so i'm in a i have they first of all they max out these class sizes it's no Oof, reason yes. i should have 30 10 year olds in my classroom with no paraprofessional no help anything when their attention spans especially with the way education is right now you want them which is great you want them up and moving controlling the classrooms yep. you know help it needs to be interactive right and so we had 15 computers mm. that you can go get that we had to share throughout the team like the uh -huh. whole fourth grade team so I had to pick a day I'm gonna get them on Tuesday I'm gonna get these 15 on Tuesday when it got the 15 computers on whatever day that was and so to solve this problem I'm like hey well here's the book work right mm -hmm. so you all start with the computers and then you all start with the book work when you finish you can flip with somebody right and then they'll do the, you know what I'm saying well, he was upset and he didn't want to do the book work at all. He wanted the computer the whole time. And, you know, these kids are like they're playing games all the times and, and they're very tech savvy. So yeah. I, I get the, the, the desire 
but it was also not my fault that I didn't have access to them right. you know and yeah. um so he couldn't get them I spoke to him I'm like hey babe you know we'll go sit down right we'll talk about it just do your work and I saw him over there writing and I said you know what Maybe it worked today. Maybe he's good today. He over there doing his work. <laughs> Girl, I went over there, and the first line on his paper was, I want to kill my teacher. I said, oh, well, wait, no. Wait a minute. Now, see, we got to, now, to me, that's counseling. Now, we're talking, and, and we're talking about policing and accountability. Yeah. Y'all got money. Now, I'm at a school with 1,200 kids, two counselors. Ooh ridiculous you know what I'm saying so these babies are going through divorce I always worked in an inner city school they may have had parents who were incarcerated some of them Um, uh, they are you know whatever they're going through you know instead of being able to have small groups they're overworked these counselors right so Mm -hmm. instead of y'all putting money into counselors and making sure that we're dealing with the mental health which I think is about to turn right now since it's such a big hot it's a big conversation yeah, for you know sure. It's a very big conversation. And I'm glad to be able to share my voice to talk about this from a firsthand experience. Absolutely. You know? So it's like my first thing was to call the counselor. I called the counselor and was like, hey, can you come talk to him? Um, And they ended up switching him to another class. Um, But he did the same thing with that teacher. Mm. Again, it was technology. He was very into technology. And it was testing time. And I think that morning, the teacher told them, well, we're not going to get on the computers this morning. I just need y'all to go ahead and get ready for the test. And he was like, I'm not doing this. Y'all make me sick. Hollering. You know, dealing with whatever. I don't know what this baby was dealing with emotionally. Right, right. I'm not here to judge that. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say I want to be an advocate for the teachers and the students. Because yes. one, where was the safety for us? But two, this baby had some things that was going on with him before he got to yeah, us. Yeah, where's the comfort for him? Absolutely. Yeah. There was no need for him to flip out about that when, you know, and and then he yelled in the hallway like, I'm going to kill you. I'm Now, nobody put your hands on you and like anything. So that was the second thing. Yeah. And after that, that was the year I resigned. Yeah. <laughs> like, I said, now, I said, now one you put your hands on me two you to tell me and and the principal even is like she talks she's talking to me and she's like are you sure you want to call his parents are you sure you want to you know make this a, a report official and by that time I had already had this incident done yeah and I just and I understood because you're looking at this child like they're nine ten and fourth grade right like your sister teaches fourth mm-hmm. grade mm-hmm. so it's like you're looking at them like you're still a child this can't be possible. But also, we've already seen massive school shootings at this point. And at this point, a student has, a fourth grader has already put their hands on me. So while you may not be in belief that they will do what they said they were to do, I very much am. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what his parents, what what weapons his parents have at home. I don't know if he's going to come back upset another day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, so yes, I need to figure out, y'all need to be getting him once or twice a week to counsel. And yes, I want this in his, in his file, not to like, um, you know, demean, you know, like uh, mess up his reputation. Right. But just so right. that like, so say for instance, we, he never deals with his anger. Mm-hmm. This, this child and he gets to high school and has another problem 
and say he does something, shoots, actually beats up a teacher, does something like that. Yeah. If this isn't in his file, then it will. They will never know that it was something that needed to be addressed in the first place. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um. So it wasn't to his detriment that I wanted that, but it was for his good. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't have the belief that they could do good with that, which is yeah. the politics that we end up playing with. So it is. That, and there's a, that was a step out of education and the more nonprofit, more how can I help them individually? Because I still want to work with my babies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, so there's two things that I wanted to, to comment on. One, it's interesting that there is lack of counseling in inner cities when you would think that those are the schools that need the counseling the most, right? But two, I love how this has come back full circle for you. Because even though you left those situations that were unsafe for you, you are now figuring out, okay, I'm in a position with my platform to create a nonprofit that can go back and help those type of students. And and that's so beautiful, so, Courtney. Thank you, Melinda. It's so beautiful. I'm like, if the government can't seem to find the money, unfortunately. Right? They find money for the things they care me. about. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because I'm going to get this money from y'all through my nonprofit. How about that? And I'm going to still help these babies that y'all yes. take money yes. from in the first place. You I see what that. I'm saying? Yeah. And you get back to my community. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's so important to me because they're our future. And I had people that sold into me. I had teachers that sold into me. Mm. I talk about my favorite teacher, Miss Palm, all the time. She oh. took me on Saturdays to oh. speech speech competition. Again, an art that I didn't even know they had speech competition. I didn't even, because coming from the hood that I was from, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I'm a debater and a communicator. Oh, you're telling me I could put my words together, honey, and chop somebody up on a stage and win an award for it? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm like, this is music for my ears. <laughs> you know, because then I can fight with all of and talk about the things that I want to talk about. So, yeah. and I, I feel like I have a half sister, and I don't call her half sister, but I'm saying it here to say that we didn't live together, right? But she would come over on the weekends a lot of times. And um, if my sister was there that weekend, she went with us. She mm. didn't, just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had people like that that sold into me which is what made me go towards education in the first place right. when actually Melinda it was that I didn't believe in myself enough mm -hmm. that I thought I could make my dream come true at 17 mm -hmm. and I was you know what I'm saying yeah. I was at a school or in a community I had no I, I actually the more I'm interviewing and talking I don't think when I graduated from high school I actually realized that I could major in the arts mm. Real talk, yeah. Melinda. Yeah. I, it didn't even cross my mind. That's not surprising because it's not sold that way. <laughs> it's not sold that way. I'm thinking I got to get a job with some money, honey. And like it, that didn't e it didn't even cross my mind. But why not? And that's why I think it's important for us to make sure that we're sewing into our communities. I would try to, you know, as I learned as I got older, I would teach my kids, you know, on career day. Of course, you had your police officers, firefighters, you know, all those standard jobs that would come up to the school to talk to the kids and I'm just like I want y'all to think about people like the sound engineers that are on these major sets um, like you when we started you said you got some headphones well we can mix it and we can do blah 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 right that's not my language that's like talking about biology to me right <laughs> but somebody loves this job yes yes 
somebody loves playing with those levels and finding those peaks and you know what I'm saying and like oh okay I can smooth this out yeah. somebody loves to be a colorist you know to do film correction on movies yeah. and like oh baby that pops right there somebody loves to create the the to make the, the special effects happen in movies right but a lot of times our babies in the communities that I taught in and also unfortunately that I grew up in yeah are not exposed to those things so I had to remind them I would be like listen like these people can stay on the same block as Oprah baby they just don't get so if you one of them quiet people that really don't like the camera and all of that I understand I don't mind it <laughs> but if you're one of those people because we're all different then guess what there's a job for you in those areas where you can build generational wealth for your family um, not have to worry about your financial yes. um day to days you know what I'm saying have a beautiful home provide for your family and not have to deal with the paparazzi is how I used to put it to him but if, that, if those opportunities and, and things are not put in front of them they don't know that what's put in front of them is let's play football basketball maybe baseball uh, girls of course we're watching TV you know it's like oh I could be a model and a star you know which is it's yeah. great because I wanted that too but it's like what in what lane Right. Right. And how do you want it? You know, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, it, it, I can the first example that comes to mind is like, you know, um, I know um, I always say I didn't really like to date actors when I got into acting because I was just like, oh, you know, maybe they flirt with girls on all the sets. So, you mm -hmm. know, things like that, you know, it's like because you might have a love interest and then you think you like somebody and then they might have a love interest scene with somebody else a year later and, and, and you know, whatever. But um, it's like I, I, I and I, when you think that way. You're not you're not exposed to anything else. It was like I didn't want to. Basically, I didn't want to sleep my way to the top. Right. I did not want anybody or these people to be able to say that I got a part or I did anything because of something like that. A director because of writer. anything other than you working hard. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want my babies to know that it's about your value. Yeah. Right. And and you are so so valuable. And um, sometimes as a teacher, you know that not all, you know, not all the parents. I mean, of course, there are some students who, you know, unfortunately didn't have a great parental, you know, base at the house. But majority of them at least had one great parent, guardian, grandparent, somebody. But a lot of times I realized that they were working so hard too. our society. Right. Yeah. A lot of my parents worked two jobs sometimes so they're dropping them off at seven o'clock in the morning right and then they might not see their mom or dad until eight seven or eight right. o'clock at night you right. know in fourth grade 10 years old uh, also taught middle school you can kind of stay at home by yourself a little longer mm -hmm. you know i was one of those latchkey kids that they yeah. call them yeah. at home i know not to open the door it was me and my brother you know things like that and so with that being said i knew that in the seven to eight Eight hours that I had them I tried to pour as much love and um and uh you know just like uh expand their dreams uh mm -hmm. like just as much as I could 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, I just I, I love that. I love meeting people who also do that same thing. Yeah. And I just I'm really excited. Like I said, I just started my nonprofit. My nonprofit. I'm still starting it, but I'm really excited about being able to expose them to that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like um, my cousin, uh, he's he's also in education. Um, he was telling me like they have this sports school, right? Um, where kids can go and learn about all kind of things in sports, like physical therapy. You know, they do the basic stuff, but they learn about all the areas running, whether it comes from the management side of mm-hmm. sports um, to health and healing, oh, to coaching. Crazy. Like, um, and I, I forget it, the name of the school escapes me, but we need arts schools like that. <laughs> that not not just when they get to college. I'm talking about elementary, middle school, yes. and high school. When it has the biggest impact, because to me that's when it is the biggest impact. Those that's ages. when they know they can do it, because kids are fearless, right? right? It's when we get older that we be like, like I said, when it was college, and I was like, oh well, I don't know if I can do this. I got to make a decision, a life decision, and pay some bills. Then it's different. But when you're nine, ten, eight, five, you are fearless. You think you can do anything, and while they think they can do anything, I need them to know that they can. Yes. And yeah. show them what those anythings are, right? Amen. Let me give Amen. you some anything options, okay? Yes. Anything like this, like this, like this, or like this. You can do it, honey. I you can do it, it all, okay? Yeah. And don't let nobody tell you you didn't. And I used to tell my kids that you, Miss Celeste, told you you could. I don't care who in life tells you you can't, baby. You remember this name, all right? Yes. And you know that you can. So I love, speaking of that, I even love when they hit me up now. Oh. And know on instagram or facebook and send me a message and you know so i love it but yes so that's amazing i love that and i'm glad that they reach out to you because then you know you've made the impact that you were seeking to make in the first place and that's got to feel so good and i know there's another thing that you're very passionate about which is body positivity and i know that that's also a big conversation so in your own words what is body positivity and why do you think that this movement is so important loving yourself right I think that's body positivity because it's talking about I'm talking about from the toenails to your split ends right all of it all of it it. you gotta love all of it right and um I just think that you know yesterday I was just talking about uh black is king with uh, you know that Beyonce and and how I love that She's a more lightly melanated female, but that her anthem for the brown skin girls, I love that it was her honoring and speaking power into that as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I have a sister and we are, you know, on the opposites. Like I'm a lighter version. She's a darker version. Chocolate and vanilla is how we used to talk about ourselves when we were younger. But (laughs) we have such a spectrum when you're talking about uh, color rise right in the black community um even just like how our bodies are made um everything is different and um just appreciating that like i love people like lizzo you know who's like i'm healthy i'm out here working out or um is it danielle young yes Um, yes. you know how she's like baby i'm gonna wear this crop top and y'all see how cute (laughs) this is right and like yes 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So um, to our smaller women, like there are thin women who who sometimes want to gain weight and yeah. can't, right? And yeah. they get teased in school too. They get called string bean, pole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mean things. Kids are mean. They <laughs> we, are. We they were mean. Yes. My kids mean. Or just honest, I'll say sometimes too, but we are mean. But, <laughs> mean. but you know, um, so I love people like that who are um you know able to use their platforms as well um but it is all about you know loving yourself and you know we we've talked a lot about kids and education but i think it just all go all goes back to what we get when we're younger you know and some of us have just been you know unfortunately oh we can talk about so many things but <laughs> for hundreds of years um We've been fighting to say that we're beautiful. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so many of us come from trauma. Yes. And I've heard so many people, I have friends um, who just, you know, have talked and like maybe their mom or dad never told them they loved them until they got old enough to voice to their parent that that was, you know, something that they realized they didn't get. And right. right and so right. usually that parent is like, oh, well, I didn't get it. Oh, as a matter of fact, I didn't mean to not tell you I didn't love you, but mm. I think it was because I didn't get it, right? Yeah. And it may have been because they needed to be tough, right? It may have been because they couldn't show that emotion. It may have been because, you know, you can go back to slavery, that our families were broken, right? And we just had to grow up too early sometimes, right? Yeah. And so we are a we are a people, unlike some other races. But that resilience yeah. may have made us push the love down, right? Mm. And just power through. You see what right. I'm saying? Yes. It was like, all right, well, we don't have time to be down, right? <laughs> I ain't got time to be hollering, I love you, kiss, kiss, mama. Stay on my hip, let's go. We got this, whatever we doing, we got to oh, get on this yeah. bus, we got to go, we got to move, you know, or we got to get this house or, you know, whatever it is, or we got to build this generational wealth or whatever that is, right? Yeah. And so, um, just making sure that our babies know that they're loved and they're beautiful from zero, right, is what I don't think that all people get. And I, that, I'm sure that's across the board in many races, not just right. black communities. Right. Um, but it's a real thing. Um, and so I think that also plays into what we're talking about with body positivity and loving yourself. Um, and that a lot of times that's self-talk. Yep, absolutely. When we're coming from this generational trauma sometimes, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so we talk a lot about how we have to talk in our community. And um, some of the young ladies who have been, you know, in my DM, like, you know, because I have teenagers on the show, I feel like I do have a lot of teenagers that show me love, you know, or call me auntie or mama. And I love it. I try to make sure I respond to them. If I'm busy running around, like, you know, we got these interviews today, running, running, running. I at least double tap hard them. I love yeah, it. Yeah, of love. Course, show them some love. Like, yeah. Talk, we got a whole thread, but have a good day. <laughs> 
uh, two little girls hopped on and a young man. Um, they and they may hear this, you know. Um, but it was funny because when I put them on, their cameras were to the ceiling. They didn't really want to show their face on Zoom on, on the live. Now maybe they didn't think that I was going to show them, you know. Maybe they didn't think that I was going to let them on the Zoom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let me see you, right? Or and they just at home chilling, so they might have their little scarf on. I think one little girl had a little scarf on, a little ponytail. Like, y'all see the little knot I got on my head today? <laughs> this is what we do, chilling at the house. We ain't always made up chilling at the house, and I wanted them to know that they were beautiful in that element. Yeah, you don't yeah. always have no lashes on and some mascara and blush to be beautiful. Right? You cute sitting right there in your house, but I had that. I had to realize that everybody didn't have that right. growing up. My daddy and my mom made sure I, I heard that. And um, so I think it's it, that's why it's so important to me. And I think once I started teaching and after teaching hundreds of kids, if not at least a thousand or more, you know, at this point, because you teach in middle school, you got several classes a day. Um is that I realized that a lot of babies don't always get that. So, yeah. you know, where, you know, maybe in your field, you you know, I just had the blessing of being able to have access to that many youth. Yep. And to and so I feel like I can speak from an expert opinion and saying that out of all of those that I taught, I realized that half might be a big number. Mm. But if I taught 1,000 students and 500 of them weren't getting your beautiful or handsome at the house all the time because of maybe how busy mom and dad were or their trauma and that wasn't something they innately dealt with, you know, or, or innately complimented people, yeah. um, it became purposeful for me. I did it on yeah. purpose. Yeah. And we have to love each other on purpose. Yes. Compliment each other on purpose. Tell our babies they are beautiful on purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I know people jokingly say, oh, babies are ugly. Them little infants be ugly, girl. When my friends see me, they little babies, I be like, look at them. They so handsome already. They so <laughs> already. Okay? Because they are. Yeah. They are. They're here. Right? Sure. And what would you look like if you just came out of a canal, baby? I better stop talking about them babies. <laughs> them babies just worked for 30 hours. Right. Okay. What you look like after 30 hours of work? How dare you judge oh that baby? Oh my like, gosh. That's so tired, funny. Tired, okay? I love that. I love that. Oh, well, Courtney, you are just a ball of light and inspiration, and I love everything that you're doing. Can you let everybody know where they can follow you and keep up with when you launch your nonprofit as well? Because I would be happy to support it. Thank you so much. Um, so right now you can follow me on Instagram at the real Courtney, and that's R E E L, like movie real. So the real Courtney. Um, I'm also the real Courtney on Twitter, and uh, I may be the real Courtney on Facebook, or it definitely comes up Courtney. Nicole, um, my nonprofit organization is Love Jam Court. So my husband's name is Jamal, and I'm Courtney. So okay. we did the Benefer thing, and we did Jam Court, and I, I came up. We came up with that, just thinking about when we give gifts or things like that. So when it comes from us, it'll say Love Jam Court. Um, so it's all about love, um, okay. and so we will be loving on our community very, very, very soon. I can't wait to share. 
good and hopefully come back and talk to you more yes. about it when I um, have some things. We're also working on uh, um, having a celebrity uh, golf classic event. Oh, um, fun. <laughs> I would, you know, like, and of course, it'll be about raising money to sure. help with social justice and help with our communities. So, um, and I think like, you know, speaking of things that we do, golf is something that is not always in our community. That is true. I learned to love a little later in life. Yeah. So, um, I would love to share that love. You know, it's beautiful to go out there and golf and just look at the green grass and, you yeah. know, all I got. Oh, I could talk to you for hours. You're incredible. Yeah. And make sure you catch her on Assisted Living on BET, the second Tuesday. season. Tuesday night at 9.30 um, on BET. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Courtney, thank, thank you, you so much for joining me and to subscribers. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye. Bye.